to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app by searching for The Church at Bushland in your app store. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. It's tough, church, I'm telling you. If that don't fire you up, your wood's wet because it's raining outside, boy. Y'all need to shake off some of that water on your wood. You price wood lately, that'll hurt you. Don't be pricing firewood, make you cry. I'm just telling you ahead of time. Woo! I don't know why I went there, but hmm. <laughs> but I did. Um, I want to say a big welcome to those joining us online. Thank you so much, man. We just love y'all. Um, man, we got a great church online that's faithful, boy, every week. We see the numbers every week of the people, and so we're grateful for them, grateful for each of them. Uh, they join us all over the place, man. So I'm um, grateful, really thankful for them. I uh, want a big round of applause, church, for our students this weekend. Give the students a hand. Great job, students. I'm, I'm, I love student ministry. That's where I cut my teeth and uh, just love students. I love what God does in students, boy. I mean, in this generation right here is a remnant generation. I think God's going to do some of his greatest works in this generation of students. And I want us as a church to always be a church with our preschool children, our preteen, our youth, always be a strong, strong voice for our children and our students. I'm just telling you. When you see them, you pat them on the tail, you put an arm around them, you hug them, you let them know, just keep on keeping on for the king. I'm just telling you, always encourage them, man. It ain't easy out there, but God do great work in these students. And, And I think God's got great things ahead uh, for our nation because we're in good hands with our young people. Um, so, hey, I want to jump in. I'm in a series. I jumped out last week for communion, but I want to go back in. We simply titled the series this fall, History. And we just kind of played off the word history, meaning his story. And this is his story right here. This is his story. And, and this story is not, it's not just It's not Bible stories necessarily, it's history because it's history. And history was not made to be erased, history was made to be embraced, amen? And so we have to embrace the history of the Bible because the God of this Bible is the same God, living, acting, breathing God, moving on this nation today. It's the same God. God has not changed. He doesn't look down and go, woo, been a rough two years for y'all. <laughs> That's a little much for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride off in the sunset. No. He said, listen, it's been tough, but I do my greatest work when it's tough. When it gets the darkest, I'm the lightest. When it gets the hardest, I'm the fighter. When you see it hard, that's when God comes through the best. So I'm gonna tell you right now, you can look on this earth right now and you can see God moving like you've never seen him before. There are visitations and moves of God going on everywhere. 
And if you're not tapping into those, you're gonna tap into something that sucked the air out of you. I'm telling you, you better tap into what God's doing. God's doing some good stuff, but you're not seeing it. You've gotta see what God is doing. And God is doing a mighty work. And the same God moved in the Old Testament is the same God moving today. Don't ever think God changed. He did not. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's our God. Hebrews 13, eight, that's the text of what we've been coming off of. That is our God. The same God that spoke to Noah to build the boat. The same God that spoke to Abraham and said, you'd be the father of a great nation. The same God that spoke to Moses and said, you'll lead him across the Red Sea. Every one of these people got skin on them, flesh, bones, blood pumping through the body. And the same God that said their name in the Old Testament is the same God saying your name today on this side of Calvary. I'm telling you, man, he's the same God. And I think we live in a world that thinks, well, that, well, that's not the same God. Yes, he is. He is the same God. He's doing the same work, mighty work, powerful work, powerful work. So today we're gonna look at Joshua. Uh, we're gonna look at different characteristics of Joshua. So here's what I want you to do. When we see Joshua, just like we saw all the other different people that we looked at, I want you to see Joshua and you go, what is it about Joshua that caught, God, that caught God's eye. What are the characteristics and qualities about Joshua? Because if that's the God that saw Joshua and he saw these things about Joshua, I want them to be true about me because I want God to see me and do great and powerful supernatural things in my life. And so if, if you did that in Joshua and you saw this about Joshua, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put those things in my life so that when you say my name and when you see me, I'll know that you're the same God that never changes and you'll do the same thing in and through my life. That's what I want you to see. I don't look at Old Testament guys just to give you some history and go, wow, that's cool. You know, big old bow, a lot of stinky animals, all that. No, that's not why I do that. I do it because I want you to see these guys and say, what is it about them? that God saw, because if God saw it in them, I need those qualities in my life so God sees it in me. Because if God can trust them, God can trust me because it's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Same God. Malachi 3.6 says this, I, the Lord, do not change. I, the Lord, do not change. So sometimes people say, well, I, Pastor, I, I, I got the same qualities uh, of God. I, I'm grumpy old man and I don't change. <laughs> I'm not asking you to have that quality of God. God says, I don't change, but you need to change. Even a dirty baby needs a changing, all right? I'm just saying, you need to change. Change is inevitable. But God says, listen to me, I don't change like everybody. I don't change every time the wind blows. I don't change because of a feeling or because of a bad day or a bad season or a bad month, a bad year, a bad location. I don't change like that. I'm the same God, I am the rock, I am Jehovah, I'm an anchor that holds, I'll, I'll be there forever, you can count on me, I don't change, I'm the same God. And he says to you in Malachi 3.6, ah, ooh, I, the Lord, don't change. Let me tell you, we need something constant in our lives today because everything around us is changing. You better have an anchor, you better have a rock, you better have some serious rebar footings and concrete you pour in your life on, and his name is Jesus. And you can build your life on Jesus because he says, I, I'm the same, man. I don't change. I don't change. 
What Washington does, what anybody else does, what the country does, what the world does, it doesn't impact me. I'm, the, I, I'm, I'm Jehovah God. I'm, I'm, I'm the one true God. I'm, I'm over all and above all, and I will always be God. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Faith sees what the eye can't see. See, we live by faith. We live by sight, but God says, I want you to live by faith, all right? I want, I want you to believe what you can't see because I'm a God that can see what you can't see. I need you to step in faith when I say your name. You say, well, God, I wanna see what, what it's gonna turn out to be. I wanna see everything. God says, no, 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 we don't operate that way. We operate by faith. I want you to step out and believe me for what you, even what you can't see. A lot of times we just want to do what's safe. We just want to do, we kind of want to know all the answers and fill in all the blanks and, and have a safe landing. God says, nah, we don't fly that way. If I'm going to pass out peanuts on my flight, you better buckle up because it could be rumpy. But I'm going to get you home safe because my God's Jehovah, I'm God, and I'll take care of you. He says, listen to me, it won't be a cruise sometimes. Sometimes it may get rough, but I'm going to never leave you nor forsake you. You can trust me. You can lean on me. I am an anchor that will hold forever, forever. Faith, my friend, is what we looked at. We took the chair. Faith's got two parts to it. Faith's got a two-headed definition. All right? To have faith, you gotta have both. You gotta have believe and you gotta trust. If you just have belief, you don't really have faith because it doesn't take faith to believe in something, but it takes a lot of faith to believe it and trust it. All right? God says that if you want to have biblical faith, faith is simply this. You got to believe, but you got to trust, all right? Some people say, well, I believe, that, I believe in God. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me. That's good. The scripture says that even demons believe that and shudder. He says, that's not enough for you to believe that, okay? You got to not just believe that, but you've got to put your faith, your trust, you got to commit to that. All right? If I say that's a chair, you say, well, the big deal, you say that's a chair. How do you know it's a chair? Because I walk over here and I put my trust in what I believe and I sit down and that chair holds me up. That's how I know that's a chair. If that chair fell right there, I'd say that's a stupid chair. All right? <laughs> that's a bad chair. All right? And I'd never trust that chair again. You trust Jesus. You trust in him. You put your faith in him. All right? When you get born again and he saves you, and he puts his name on your life, and he puts his spirit in you through salvation, guess what, my friend? You can count on him. He'll always hold you up. See, a lot of people just have a belief in God. A belief's not enough, my friend. Wear a T-shirt, have a bumper sticker, honk if you love Jesus, and ain't gonna get it done. No, can't do all that. He says, you with Jesus? Yeah, I believe in Jesus. You trust him? I trust him. I trust him. Let me ask you this, those who are online. Are you still just believing in God? Are you still just believing that Jesus died on the cross for you? Or has there been a time in your life that you say, you know what? It's not enough for me to believe. I gotta put action behind what I believe. I'm gonna receive Jesus Christ as my savior. I'm gonna pray and ask Jesus to come into my life and save me, make me new, born again, same name, different dude, all right? Has there been a time in your life that you've done that? Has there been a time that you've taken your belief and you stuck it with trust, all right? Has there been a time where you said, I believe that's a chair, but there hasn't been a time where you sit in that chair? Some of us are caught in between. 
right? Sermon is caught between believe and trust, right? Listen to me. Mm. Faith, my friend, has action. It has action, all right? Hebrews eleven six says this. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So without believing in God and trusting in God, I can't even please God. Does it say going to church pleases God? Doesn't necessarily say that, does it? Going to church is good. He says always go to church. Never forsake going to church. But going to church will not make you a Christian, nor going to McDonald's makes you a French fry. Just doesn't work that way, okay? I like McDonald's French fries, but it won't work, all right? It won't work. You have to take your faith, all right? Your faith must, 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 must. It demands an action. You can't just say, I believe. You also gotta trust. Where are you? Do you just believe? Or has there been a time in your life that you've trusted him as your Savior and Lord? You gotta trust in him. James 2.22 says this. This is about Abraham. You see that his faith and his action were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. His faith, what? His faith and his what? Action. It's, you gotta have more than just faith. Your faith must produce an action. If your faith produces an action, guess what? You please God, all right? You, it is credit to you, all right? Listen to me. A lot of people are hung in between just saying they have faith in God. Your faith requires an action. If God says something to you, you've got to step in faith. There's some of us in the room and join online. You've, been, you've heard a word from God. God's given you a word. Right? He gave you a word. All right? And you know that was God. You know God gave you the word. He showed you the picture. You can see it. You heard God. You know it's God. But God didn't come through. He hasn't happened yet. It hasn't been done yet. And some of us have quit on that word. We've given up on that word. We said, where is God? God's too late. God's not on time. God's too slow. Takes too long. I'm giving up. I'll do it myself. That didn't work out real well, I'm sure. If God gave you a word, if God showed you a picture, if God spoke your name in something, you got to keep believing. You got to have faith. You got to honor God. You got to keep the faith. Just keep believing and trusting that what you saw, what you heard, God is going to do. Without faith, my friend, it is impossible to please God. So I want to look at Joshua real quick. I want to look at the characteristics of Joshua because some of the things about Joshua you may or may not know, okay? Joshua was one really cool dude in Scripture. I'm going to say this to you. Joshua had a front row seat to some of the coolest things that ever happened in the Bible. Front row seat. Sometimes you just need a front row seat to see some of the things of God. Some of us need to put around us men or women of great faith. Why? Because maybe you feel like my, your faith is not where it needs to be. But if you could surround yourself with men or women of great faith, then you can watch their faith. And your faith, their faith can increase your faith. But if you, if you surround your people that think your life or people that think God's just dead and God's not doing anything, guess what? You start to smell like that too. You'll start talking like that too because bad company corrupts good morals and, and bad faith corrupts good faith. It just does. It just ruins it, all right? All right? Some of us need to put people in our lives that have great faith. Why? Because our faith meter will go up if we're around people with great faith. And Joshua had great faith. And why did Joshua have great faith? Well, he walked with one of the greatest men in the Bible. He walked with Moses. Moses is arguably, 
outside of Jesus, the greatest man in the scripture. Moses was one bad hombre. So I want to look at characteristics of Joshua, things about Joshua. Joshua was born a slave in Egypt. Can I say something to you? It's not how you start, my friends, how you finish. Some of you don't like the way you got hatched. You wish you had a different mom or different daddy, different town, different house, different circumstances. I'm sorry about how it started, but you're held responsible by the choices you make or how it finishes. And just because it didn't start good doesn't mean it's going to finish bad. That's not our God. Our God's the same God. So take a little word from Joshua right now. If it starts bad, you didn't like the way it started, you can change the rest of it. You and God. You and God. Victim card, put it up. Pity party, give it to somebody else. Don't go to that party. That's a terrible party, all right? Don't. Don't invite your friends to it either. They won't be your friends after that. <laughs> Just say it, all right? No. Somebody in here needs to hear that. Didn't start good. Don't quit. He's the same God. Same God. Joshua. He was also one of the 12 spies that was sent by Moses to scout out the land of Canaan. That's the promised land. He went with Caleb. Joshua and Caleb went, scouted out. They're the only hombres that came back with a positive word, gave a good word. Joshua, he was the eyewitness of the 10 plagues that hit Egypt. There were 10 plagues that hit Egypt, and Joshua saw every one of them. He was a part of every one of them. He was in every one of them. He saw everything about those plates. Joshua also, Joshua also ate manna from heaven, a manna from God every day while they walked in the wilderness. Every day while the children of Israel went into the wilderness, they were tracking through the wilderness. They were, got, got Moses to lead them, all right? And Joshua was right there. And every single time, God would drop in manna from heaven, just drop in manna from heaven, drop in manna from heaven. And Joshua had a front row seat. He had a front row seat to what? Man, my God's a great provider. My God will always meet our needs. Honey, I don't know how this is happening. I do the math. It don't make no sense, but God just keeps doing it. Honey, I don't know how this is gonna happen, but God said he could do it. God didn't do it, we well don't trust him. God, I don't know how our marriage is going to get any better. It looks terrible right now, but I'm not giving up on you, and you don't give up on me, and we know God will fight for us. It might not look good, but I'm going to tell you right now, take it from Joshua. God is a provider. God is good. He is good. He is good. And he doesn't stop. And hard times and funky times and weird times and weird people and goofy people don't change none of that. None of that. God is the same God. Every time, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is good, good, and he will always provide, amen, always provide. They were led by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Hmm. Darker it is. That's why you delight, my friend. God is faithful. God will direct you. God will make a way. When the crooked, he'll make it straight. When he say he can't, he will. He's doing a new thing. He will always watch over you and take good care of you. 
Joshua was right beside Moses when Moses held up a staff and the water of the Red Sea went up like a wall and sharks were looking across the water at another shark. And he walked across, the children of Israel walked across that sea. And it didn't say it was muddy, it said it was dry. We know about dry land. We walk across our yards sometimes in July and August, and you got to go home and hose off your shoes because they'd have changed a different color just walking in your front yard. I'm telling you, Joshua went with the children of Israel. They got on the other side. They turned around. They're dusting off their sandals and their feet, and they looked back, and the, and the Israelites, they're coming across to follow them and get them, and the sea just swallowed them up. Joshua, front row seat to God's promises coming through. He knew, by, by faith he knew. He was Moses' right-hand man. He was with Moses, and when, when Moses went out for the tent and tent meetings, they said that Moses would go out and meet with God, and, and, the cloud would come, and, and then the cloud would come over the tent where Moses and God were, were talking face-to-face. And God would say to, 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 to Moses, and Moses said, God, you told me to lead these people, but, but how am I gonna lead these people? If you don't go with us, what's gonna make us different than all the other people on the earth? He said, I'll do the very thing you've asked, Moses, because I know you by name. Joshua, it says in that scripture that Joshua stood at that tent, stood there, right there, saw it, saw every bit of it. Moses, right-hand man, his name is Joshua, right-hand man. Joshua was a great warrior. In Scripture, that means he was a, he was a bad hombre. Joshua led many campaigns for the Israelites. Joshua kicked a whole lot of tail and took a whole lot of names, okay, for God. He was a bad dude, okay? Great warrior. Here's some things that people forget sometimes. Joshua, <laughs> Joshua had a front row seat when the walls of Jericho fell down. Y'all remember that? Joshua was there when they walked around Jericho and on the seventh day, they worshiped like they never worshiped and the walls come tumbling down and Joshua was right there. Walking with people of faith will increase your faith. Walking with people that brag on God will keep you bragging on God. If some of us have a short-term memory loss of how good God is, we, we go negative a week after God's just hit a home run in our life. You forget what God has done in and through your life. Listen to me. If you suffer from short-term memory loss on your faith meter, you need to get people around your life that have a whole lot of faith because that stuff's gonna rub off on you. Some of us forget, man, how good God is. He comes through. After Moses died, Joshua led the children of Israel to the promised land. After Moses' death, Joshua was handed the baton to lead the children to the promised land. If you remember at the end of the Deuteron in Deuteronomy, God takes Moses up on a mountain and he shows him the promised land. And then he turns to Moses and said, there it is, just like I promised you, just like I told you. You heard me. I came through. You led the people. I did what I said. You did what you said. But here's the deal. You're not going. You're not going. And it says right there that Moses died. And it also says right there that God buried him. And to this day, no one knows where Moses was buried because God buried him. 
God buried him right there. The fulfillment of the land promised to Abraham. Remember, Abraham was the father of the nation, father of nations. That's what God called him. He made a promise to him in Genesis chapter 12, verse 6. Genesis chapter 12 says this. The Lord said to Abram, even before he changed his name to Abraham, this is all before Isaac, right? The Lord said to Abram, to your descendants, I will give this land. That's what Joshua did. When they crossed over the, that Jordan into the promised land, it was a fulfillment of what God had said. I'm gonna say this to you again. If God has said it to you, you hang on that word until you see the goodness of the Lord. If God said it, he's gonna do it. If God gave you the picture, if God showed it to you, said it to you, that's God. Our God doesn't change. Hold on to that word. And don't be talked out of it. Don't be tricked out of it. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't say, God, you're too late. You're too slow. I'll do it my own way. No, no, no. You do it God's way. Go back and look at the Old Testament. Every time you see them, they said, they did exactly what God said. They did exactly what God said. They did exactly what God said. Be men and women of Joshua. Three things real quick that I want you to get about him. Three things about Joshua I want to stick. I want, to stick, I want them to stick on you. Joshua exhibited three great qualities. Number one, he, his obedient faith in God. <coughs> Joshua had incredible faith in God. He learned it being saddled up next to who? Moses. He watched when manna fell from heaven. He watched all those things that God did, provided, came through. His faith was rich because of that. But, but what Joshua had was obedient faith. Can I say something to you? I'm not saying do you have faith in God. What I'm asking you is this. Do you have obedient faith? Meaning, not just do you have faith in God, but does your faith produce in you an obedience? That's a whole different way to say that. Joshua was a man that had obedience behind everything in faith. If God did it, if God said do it, he stepped and saw God come through. Every time he watched the Red Sea, he watched faith, he watched manna. He watched everything. He had a front row seat, some of the greatest things in Scripture. And what he learned from that is this. It's not enough for me just to have faith in God, but my faith in God must produce an action because faith without action is dead. Amen? I, not because I said that. That's what the Bible says. So my faith must be exercised out of obedience. It must be obedience, all right? So if God says do it, then I step and do it. Then, my friend, that is real faith. It's not, I have faith in God. Well, what are you gonna do? I'm not doing anything. It's up to God. No. Do you have faith that God can heal you? Yes, then step in that. Do you have faith that God can heal your marriage? Yes, then step into that. Do you have faith that God can save your son or daughter? Yes, then pray that way. I, I said before, if, if you're gonna come to a prayer meeting about rain, you better bring an umbrella. Anybody shows up for a prayer meeting about rain and don't bring an umbrella, I, they shouldn't pray. They don't believe. My God will come through every time. Are you walking in that? Listen to me. 
Moses dies, Joshua becomes the leader. In Joshua chapter three, they come to the banks of the Jordan. All right? I'm through Joshua's life. Oh, <laughs> you're going to do that again? You see that? We, I, remember the Red Sea? I remember the Red Sea. Remember when I did? Yep. It says that the Jordan in flood stage banked up. That's what it says. And then it says that the land where they crossed, the area where they crossed, became what? Dry. <laughs> Does that sound like the Red Sea? You get a front row seat to faith, it'll rub off on you. You hang out with people of great faith, guess what you'll start having? Great faith. Great faith. So I'm sure Joshua's like, oh, we're going to do this again, God? All right. And the Ark of the Covenant comes out. And as the Ark of the Covenant comes into the Jordan, it says the water went up and the land became dry and the children passed right by. Right by. Right by. Can I say something to you? What's he spoke to you that you've given up on? Why? God will never give up on his word. If he spoke it to you and he showed it to you and he called your name, believe by faith, believe by faith, believe by faith. And let your faith produce an obedience in that faith. And when they ask you what you're doing, you say, I'm just waiting on my God. Well, how long are you gonna wait? As long as I have to wait because my God will come through for me every single time. And they say, are you just a stupid person? You say, thank you, all right? And you just keep on believing for God because you heard God said. Second thing about Joshua is this. He had great courage. He had great, great courage. It says that Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel and gave his greatest challenge. I want you to see it. Joshua chapter 24. Joshua 24, look at verse 13. Joshua 24, verse 13. So I gave you a land on which you did not toil and cities that you did not build and you live in them and eat from the vineyards and the olive groves that you did not plant. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your forefathers worshiped beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But, verse 15, but, my grandfather used to say, Jeff, you got to own your own butt. I was a little bit older before that really clicked because I was like, yeah, I own it. Goes everywhere I go. Not much of it. I could use a little more for pitching, but I didn't get enough, all right? But he says, you got to own your own butt. And he's right. You know what you have to own today? You have to own your own butt. Some of us have put a butt on God. God says something, you said, well, but, 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 God's like, you owning that? You got to own that. He says, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, how could it be undesirable at this point? I do not know. Then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites 
on whose land you are now living. Boy, that's a chunk of a word. But as, but, but you got to own your own what? But, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. You know what you got to say today, church? You got to choose whom you will serve. All the stuff they dance in front of you, or will you serve what? One God. One God. Listen to me. An un, mm, a word in every home, every home is this. It's not if we're going to church. The shocker is when we don't go. It's not something we question, debate, and have a conversation. We don't have a family meeting about it. Our DNA at this house and this address is we will serve the Lord. We serve that God. We serve our God. We don't get entertained by this. And so the shocker is, you mean we're not going to church? That's the shocker, not of, oh, wow, we're going to church. That's not it. We will serve the Lord. Last thing is this. Joshua had great dedication to God and to his word. I want you to go back a little bit. Joshua chapter one. Joshua chapter one, look at verse six. Moses just dies. He gets the baton. He says, be strong, verse six. And be strong and courageous because you will lead these people into the land that I have promised to the forefathers to give them. Be strong, be very courageous, be careful to obey the law my servant gave to you. Do not turn from it to the right, do not turn from it to the left. You'll be successful in whatever you do. Look at verse eight. Do not let this book, the word of God, depart from your mouth, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will prosper and be successful. Do everything Moses gave you. Do the book. Can I say something to you? Do the book. If you want to be successful, if you want to prosper, if you want God to do everything that you want God to do and all that God can do for you, do you want God to just lay out what he has for you? Get in the word of God. Active, living word of God. Let your life absolutely be around the word of God. My friend, that's the only way you're gonna be strong and it's the only way you're gonna be courageous in this world. This world's trying to kick your teeth in every day, but you gotta be strong and courageous, know who your God is. I want you to go over one page to the very last chapter of Deuteronomy. I want you to see something. This is Deuteronomy 34, look at verse number nine. I don't know if you've ever caught this before, but I want you to see it. It's a word to moms and dads. Now Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit, with the spirit of wisdom, because Moses had laid his hands on him. Can I say something to you, mom and dad? A lot of students in here today. You as a mom and dad, greatest gift you can give your kids. Put your hands on them. Look them in the eye. And you tell them who they are. You tell them what God wrote on them. You tell them to be strong. You tell them to be courageous. You tell them to put their nose in that book every day of their life. And you tell them that the God of the Old Testament is the same God working this side of Calvary. 
and you tell them that God has a plan for you and that you believe in your child. And when this world tells them they're not, and when the world tells them they can't do it, when the world tells them they're not enough, they will remember the hands and the word that you speak into them. And they will go out there and they will fight that fight. They'll be courageous. They'll be strong. And they will follow God just like Joshua did. And when they come across up to the Jordan and they go, how are we gonna cross that? Oh, my God, will make a way. Because when they crossed that Jordan River, all right, Joshua stopped them on the other side and said this to them, pick up 12 stones, pick them up. And they picked them up. They set them up. It says they set an altar. Joshua said this, this is for our children and their children and their children because our God will always honor his word. He will always make a way. He will always be a provider. He will always be faithful. He's a good, good God. And when our kids pass by here, they will look at that and say, that, that right there, that's where our God did that. That's where our God led our people across the Jordan. All through scriptures, it says, from one generation to the other generation, they always talk about what God did. Why? Because they didn't want any generation to have short-term memory loss. Because when you hang out with people of great faith, you become people of great faith, amen. You gotta talk to your children about who they are and who their God is. And it will get inside of them, boy. And when this world comes and beats them up, They'll stand up in the middle of that and they'll take the world out, man. They'll be strong and courageous. Joshua was a man that had obedient faith. Joshua was a man of great courage. And my friends, Joshua was a man that loved the word and did it and did it. I'm gonna ask you to stand, church. I got a little more to add to the Joshua and the Jordan but it's for a little bit later. It's after the service, at the conclusion, all right? Here's what I want you to... There's a couple of people in the room today. There's people in the room that you've believed in God for a long time, but you've never put your faith and trust in him as your savior. You may be online. Yeah, you, you believe him. You know he loves you. You know he died for you. But he's knocked on your heart a couple of times and you haven't opened the door. You just ignored it and it went away. But he came back and knocked again and he's knocking right now. For some of us, we need to come sit in the chair. We need to trust him. Trust him. For some of us in here and online, God said something to you a long time ago. He did. It was God. It wasn't bad pizza. It was God. And God showed you a picture. He might have even called you by name. But you quit on it. You gave up. It didn't happen. And you think it's not going to happen. So you stop believing it. Now, he's put it to bed. I'm going to pray God resurrects that word in your life. He's not done with that word. If God said it, God's going to accomplish it. It's going to. For some of us, we say we have faith, but we cannot tell you what the last faith step we ever took was. What's your last faith step that you took for God? If it's been a long, long time, you need to take another step. Because if you don't, your faith's gonna dwindle. 
You need to be men and women of great faith. Put great faith around you. Right? Let me pray for you. We're going to worship. If you need to come, this altar is safe place. safe place. You come. Father, we love you. God, thank you for a man named Joshua. Strong, courageous man of Joshua. A man of great faith because he's set by a man called Moses of great faith. And he had a front row seat to some of the coolest things God ever did in the Bible. But that's the same God doing the cool thing right now in this room. Same God speaking my name, calling me up. I pray, Father, that the church who has ears will hear today and that we will step in faith and obedience and say yes to what God said to us. God, may we cross our Jordan today. Ooh, may we cross our Jordan today. And may it change our lives forever. In Christ's name, amen. Let's worship, church. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church of Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church of Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference.